0: This is your inside look at the Canadian Football League. (laughs) CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network. Delivered by Domino's. Visit domino's.ca today.
1: It is week 15 in the Canadian Football League. Welcome to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. And folks, as you know, we are delivered by Domino's. And this, oh, it's back. It's back. It's my favorite week when they have 50% off week. So get this, all pizzas at menu price when you order online at Domino's.ca. 50% off till October 1st. Any size, any style, whatever you want menu price pizzas, 50% off. Half-off pizza. Gotta love it. Visit dominoes.ca. Oh, baby, do we have a big show today, folks. There's uh, breaking news. We got incredible players of the week. A heck of a slew of games. And guests today. How about this for a nice lineup? Dwayne. Ford from the CFL on TSN. He'll stop by. We'll look ahead to week 15 and a look back at the week that was. Scott Cullen from tsn.ca for our power rankings, our team power rankings update that, as well as some CFL fantasy tips. And then to talk about, and we'll get m- much more into this, the Trent Richardson signing by the Saskatchewan Rough Rider, former third overall pick by Mike Cleveland Browns back in 2012. Coming north, signing with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So I'm going to be talking to Belton Johnson. Three-year NFL vet, seven-year CFL pro, now he's the VP of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders Alumni Association and on the green zone out there in Saskatchewan to talk about where Richardson fits in on that riders team and what his expectations are. How does he think this is going to go after he spoke to the media? And we'll, we'll hear from Trent Richardson in a few months as he spoke to the media right here on CFL Weekly. But first, hey, you know what? Let's get to the blitz. A note from Commissioner Randy Ambrosi, tweeted out by our own D- TSN's Dave Naylor, and you can find it on the CFL and TSN webpages. Johnny Manziel, who we've been waiting with bated breath to see what the Hamilton Tiger Cats were going to do with his rights. Were they going to sign him? Were they going to expire? Was he going to be a free agent? Well, the CFL announced with Commissioner again, Randy Ambrosi says, quote, After an extensive process of due diligence and an in-person meeting with Mr. Manziel, the commissioner has decided that he will not register any contract for Mr. Manziel for this season. So Johnny Football will not be playing in the CFL this year. Now, there are other things to keep in mind. So Dave Naylor, again, tweeted out, at TSN Dave Naylor, says that Hamilton will retain Johnny Manziel's rights until November 30th, 2017. That gives them time to sign him or trade his rights. Uh, Also, what that means is that Johnny would be committed to the CFL and CFL property for the 2018 and 2019 seasons. That means his earliest return to the National Football League could be in 2020. That's a long way off. Who knows what the heck's going to happen and and how he's going to do if he even plays in the CFL. But that's the timeline for Johnny Manziel. Now, another story coming out is Colin Kaepernick, the Montreal Alouettes, quote, kicking the tires on Mr. Kaepernick. Mr. Neil down for the National Anthem and the NFL hasn't played after asking for his release in the offseason from the 49ers. Alouettes interested, says head coach Cavis Reed, interested in Colin Kaepernick. Wow. And you know what? With the way the Alouettes have been playing, like, can you... Can you blame him? Can you blame the uh, the the Alouette staff of, of looking in every sort of direction for some answer to that offense? Like 33 to 19, the 19 points were complimentary. The, folks, they haven't scored more than tw- uh, more than 19 points just one time in the last six games. Once. Once. With veteran quarterback Darian Durant. And this is the time of year to do it. Now, the Owls, when you're think about pushing for a playoff spot in the East. You're never really out of it, but the Alouettes would need a uh, boy. They would, they would need to pretty much run the table and have a lot of help along the way. But this would be the time of year. If you're going to bring in a Colin Kaepernick, as they said, kick the tires, see what's up. Does he want to play football? They've reached out. Kevin Street has reached out. Of course, Kaepernick going through a lot of stuff with his foundation and the great charity work he's doing. But, does he want to play football? Does he want to try to do what Trent Richardson is trying to do, and that's resurrect your football career in the Canadian Football League with the hope of getting back to the NFL with wowing people, showing that you can still play, and getting back to the getting back to the NFL. Is Kaepernick willing to do that? Does he love football enough to do that? Is he an activist? Is he a football player? Is he both? I don't know. He hasn't come out and said. But for the Alouettes, that makes total sense to me. And. Kaepernick could be a lot of fun he could be a lot of fun in the CFL again if his mind's right if he takes it seriously if he wants to play football and everyone assuming why doesn't he have a job we don't know the parameters does he only want to be a starter does he find being a backup we don't know because he hasn't spoken but that leads me to our CFL weekly twitter poll question at andymc81 by the way folks too we will be giving away free pizza free domino's pizza again this week I'll tell you how later in the show but free domino's pizza just for listening to CFL Weekly. But the Twitter poll question, with several former NFL players being tied to play in the CFL this season, which one would have the most success? Colin Kaepernick, who we just talked about. Trent Richardson, who actually is signed by the Rough Riders. We don't know when he'll play, but he is signed. Johnny Manziel, Johnny Football, rights held by the Ticats. Or Robert Griffin III. He was he was linked to Hamilton earlier in the year as well. So Kaepernick, Richardson, Manziel, and RG3. Richardson, the only one actually on a CFL roster at the moment, but all four have been tied. So which one of these former NFL stars would have the most success in the Canadian Football League? You can vote at AndyMC81. I mentioned uh, Trent Richardson uh, there and him, him coming to Saskatchewan and where he's at. He had that documentary out where his family and friends took all his money and he made all those millions. He's broke. He was given his credit card. And I think after a, a successful rookie season, all things being considered, 950 rushing yards for the Browns and 11 touchdowns, with he had busted ribs, he was injured. He showed he could play in the league. But then he had trouble hitting the holes. The vision wasn't quite there. And I'm sure all the distraction of all of these money issues was weighing on him. Hopefully he's clear of that. And I'm very interested to see, with a clear head, how Trent Richardson applies himself. Because this is it. This is the last stage for Trent Richardson if he wants to be a pro football player. You make it here, you might get another shot down south. Or maybe, heck, maybe he does well here and, and, and likes it. All right, now let's get to the players of the week, folks. Let's begin with James Wilder Jr. What looked to, And I'll talk more about this with Scotty later on from a CFL fantasy perspective. But you see players go off once in a while. Is it a flu? Big game. Never do it again. James Wilder Jr. was spec again a second week in a row 141 rushing yards 77 receiving yards again for for the second week in a row led his team in rushing and receiving yards got a touchdown as well and that folks that 85 yard gallop that he had against the alouettes was if you haven't seen it go check it out it's on tsn.ca it's uh, it, google it the 85 yard run for, uh in the argos Owl, uh, owls game this 85-yard run had everything. Every part of football for a running back. He was lined up in the pistol formation. So behind Ricky Ray. Ricky Ray was under the modified shotgun. Got hand of the ball. Hit the hole hard. Sidestep. Made a lineman miss. Went through the gap. Shook off one of the linebackers. Went to the... Then accelerated. Stiff-armed a guy. Sprinted down the silence. St- st- uh, stiff-armed another guy. I'm getting too excited here. Stiff-armed another guy. And somehow, if you stiff arm a guy, typically that slows you down and he got faster and went to the end zone. Took it to the house. James Wilder Jr. Man, you could have given him all three stars. I wouldn't have complained. All three performers of the week. What a, wow. Then next up, Darvin Adams. Give him some credit with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. We've been waiting for Adams to go off kind of all year, I feel. Dabble, these flash, but never really put it all together. Season high, 195 receiving yards and a touchdown. This past Friday for the Blue Bombers. So, Darvin Adams showing up and showing out. Then, defensive lineman, Jagered Davis for the Calgary Stampeders. He helped the Stamps. Nine wins in a row for Calgary. Nine. I'll give you a, a, a sneak peek into who's going to be Scotty's number one ranked team. Yeah, it's the Calgary Stampeders. That strong defense, Calgary. Everyone talks about the offense, Jerome Messam. That defense is suffocating. Davis, he had a sack on quarterback Kevin Glenn with Saskatchewan had uh several sacks for loss or uh, tackles for loss great game for Jagar Davis but that's what's with that Stamps team they play as a unit that's what i really like and there's no there's no real weak point you get past the front four well the linebackers are there hey the secondary's pretty good too it's it's in, incredible incredible on what uh what uh, the Calgary Stampeders have been able to do uh, for this season so those are your three players of the week after the break we will talk with CFL on TSN's Dwayne Ford, and get ready for week 15. Talk about the slew of storylines that are going on. Scott Cullen and Belton Johnson coming up. A lot to go here on CFO Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry-out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that is something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at Domino's.ca.
0: You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN radio network. Welcome
1: back to the show. This is CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara, and you can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Still to come, some team power rankings, fantasy talk with TSN.ca Scott Cullen. Then we head out to Saskatchewan chat more about the Trent Richardson Signing with the Rough Riders, Belton Johnson, he's the Riders analyst out there on radio. But very happy to have on the line now, from the CFL and TSN, Mr. Dwayne Ford. Dwayne,
0: how are you? I'm great. How are you doing,
1: Andy? I'm doing good, man. Like, there are a lot, a lot of storylines coming down the pipe. Let, let's talk real quick about, uh, news came out on CFL.ca that the Montreal Alouettes are reportedly, kick, quote, kicking the tires on Colin Kaepernick. And, I got to tell you, with looking at the way that offense has not produced, I don't blame them. Do you think that style, and and if that happens, that that would be a, a good fit at this point for Montreal?
0: Uh, I think it would certainly be would be somewhat intriguing. Yeah, um, yeah, You know, you'd probably look at changing your your offensive scheme up a little bit. But but this is a team that I think most people look at and go, Gosh, these guys need to find a way. To, to open up the open up their offense and and attack the, the entire field a little bit more and so to have a quarterback with maybe a little bit more mobility and this is not a knock on Darian Durant because I think Darian at, at times this year has demonstrated that he can still scramble and run a little bit you know Darian is a guy who more at this stage of his career I would say runs out of necessity as opposed to that being a built-in part of, uh, right. of his team's offense
1: and Dwayne speaking of the Montreal Alouettes the two games you'll be covering this weekend are the Alberta one so Calgary hopefully Hosting Montreal Friday at 9.30 Eastern on TSN, then also on the network Edmonton. That one is Saturday night uh, welcoming in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers at 9.30. So we go from the struggling Alouettes to the nearly unstoppable Calgary Stampeders. However, Dwayne, however, the lone loss... To the sta- for the Stampeders came against this Montreal team, so I'm sure they'll be looking to uh, to avenge that to a certain degree.
0: Yeah, it's been very interesting to see the way that uh, that Montreal has had Calgary's number a little bit over over the last few years, really. But you know, I would say that that may, it seems to be something that is limited to games in Montreal at Molson Stadium. You go back a couple of years ago to uh, to Rakeem Cato's first start, and they upset the Stampeders. Of course, last year coming down the stretch, the Stampeders with a chance to post the best record in CFL. History and it was was Montreal and Montreal that that derailed that a game late in the year when when Drew Tate started in place of Bo Mitchell and uh, and obviously the the game earlier this year that I think most would characterize as an upset particularly given the the respective directions of both teams since that time. Um, you know, my, my feeling playing in Calgary and, and the way that the two teams are, are going right now, I, I don't think it comes as a shock to anybody to say that, that Calgary has got to be favored in this one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I mean, Darian Durant is a guy who, who has a lot of history, obviously from his days in Saskatchewan playing in, in big games against the, the Stampeders. And, and from a Montreal point of view, you certainly hope that he's, he's able to dial that up again.
1: In conversation with Dwayne Ford from the CFL on TSN, uh, Dwayne, and when we look at the Edmonton Eskimos, they had a week to collect themselves on the bye week. After that hot 7-0 and start, overcoming all the odds with all those injuries, they finally caught up. They've dropped five straight now, and they are hosting, next to Calgary, arguably the hottest team in the league in the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's at home, so it's in comfy confines. But How do you see this with a week off for Edmonton? Because I, I think clearly they needed to, to take a step back and, and try to refocus because they're on quite a skid.
0: Yeah, time off is valuable for Edmonton from, yeah. from two perspectives, as you said. Uh, from that, that mental point of view where you, you have the kind of the pressure, the anxiety building up with, with each loss and it really kind of rocks your confidence and maybe potentially gets in in your head a little bit so to have time to step away from that i think is is important and and reset a little bit and obviously just a team that's been physically beaten up as as much or more than anyone in the canadian football league this year any chance you get a an opportunity to take a couple of days and and hopefully get a couple of more healthy bodies or at least get some of the guys who are our borderline to be a little bit healthier, I think you you've gotta you've gotta jump at that and you, you certainly welcome that. The Eskimos obviously have remained Competitive, they've mm-hmm. remained in the in the mix throughout this. It's not like they're they're going out and and went from winning games to getting blown out in games. A lot of their wins early in the season were close. You look particularly at a couple of the games against Hamilton in that seven and zero stretch. But this, to me, is just a, a case of the the dam eventually bursting, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. That uh, through those first seven games, it was remarkable for for the Edmonton Eskimos and a, a testament, really. You know, as weird as it may sound to some, for me to say this, but to, to their Former general manager Ed Hervey, because hmm. I think a lot of the depth that sustained them through that seven and zero start were parts that, that Ed, Herd, Erb, Ed Hervey had left in place, guys that he had, had drafted, guys he had signed and and so on. And obviously, just as those injuries continued to mount through the season, well, now all of a sudden you're having to, to plug those holes with guys who, who haven't been in the system. So you know how hard it is for guys to come in at midseason, learn on the fly when they haven't been through training camp with the team and so on. And this is, this is the challenge that they eventually ran into as you sort of ran out of guys who had been there that you could play. I get into the positions
1: and when we look at the rise of the Winnipeg Blue bombers kind of they started in opposite directions and, and passed each other the question coming in this year uh, Dwayne has was okay Matt Nichols first full year as a starter in training camp had a, flashed a little bit last season what was he going to do first few weeks he looked he looked to have that dreaded game manager tag but Boy, as he burst out the last number
0: of weeks. This guy looks like this guy looks like a stud. Yeah, it's almost like the turning point, I think, for Matt Nichols was that that great comeback victory that they had right. against the Montreal Alouettes in Winnipeg, where people, I think, in that game really saw a glimpse of the the eastern Washington Matt Nichols, which was a guy who was capable of kind of putting a team on his back and doing whatever he needed to do for his team to win. Like you think about a guy who really isn't a scrambling or running quarterback and he had that one long run that that set up a big touchdown for them late in that ball game and you know standing in taking hits to make plays and and so on and one of the moments in that game that t- to this day still really stands out for me was watching as they were down by two touchdowns and and seemingly barely any time left on the clock and we had a shot on the broadcast of of Matt Nichols on the sidelines talking to teammates and he was kind of smiling and laughing like there the the calm the poise the confidence you know i mean there was sort of no doubt in his mind at a time when most people are probably thinking you know he should be showing anger or dejection because they're they're up against it he was just ready to go out and play and and do his thing and and he's just been rolling ever since.
1: Yeah, exactly. And so I think a a showdown between Winnipeg and Calgary would be fascinating to watch because the two teams, Dwayne, to me, are almost built identical in a way where Winnipeg, and I, I say this with respect, is, is almost Stampeders light in a way. You have a quarterback that can ball out, but you have that stud running back in the backfield where he doesn't have to you don't have to lean on him 80% of the time like we've seen with some of the offenses in the east earlier in the year right like it seems like those two teams offensively have the same type of of build
0: yeah there are certainly some some similarities between the way those two teams have been put together and and let's face it, Kyle Walters is no fool. I think Kyle has done a fantastic job in Winnipeg from from the day he took over from Joe Mack in terms of the way that he has assembled and and rebuilt that roster. And And you think as a young general manager coming into the league or anybody looking to build a team, there are certain things that you're going to look at as, Models, you know, you kind of your, your guideline for success, a template for success. And I think so often you're, you're going to look to some extent at, well, how has Calgary done it? Because they've managed to stay at or near the top for, for the better part of a decade here. Yeah. You know, th- since John Huffnagel arrived in 2008. And, uh, you know, I think that it's no surprise to see a team like Winnipeg that would bear some similarities to, uh, to Calgary. Uh, you know, I mean, as you said, you, you've got the, the quarterback who is a big star at Eastern Washington and in a wide open offense. You've, you know, you've got the Canadian running back who's the, the anchor mm-hmm. of that offense, so to speak, and uh, you know, and and so many other aspects of of the ways that they've assembled those teams, just in terms of putting together depth and so on. Particularly in Winnipeg, a, a team for whom that's always been a huge knock for them is has been a lack of Canadian depth, and yet they've uh, they've put some pieces together where some of their Canadians are among their strongest parts now, and that for a long long time was not the case in winnipeg so it's uh it's been kind of neat to to sit back and and watch their rise and I think back to the game last year when we were kind of calling for those two teams on a collision course, <laughs> both teams had the, the, the long winning streets coming in and Calgary rolled all over them in the first half and Winnipeg turned it into one of the games of the year as they roared back in the second half. And so I, uh, I kind of look forward to a potential showdown between those two down the stretch based on past history.
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to be exciting. And then the other storylines, yeah, we'll see what BC is able to do. If Saskatchewan can catch Edmonton, like we're in that post. Labor Day fun zone, uh, where where <laughs> it, it, it seems like anything's possible coming to the playoffs. It's going to be a, a great time. Thanks so much for stopping by, Dwayne.
0: Hey, my pleasure, Andy. Anytime.
1: That was Dwayne Ford from the CFL on TSN. And again, you can hear his fine analysis on Friday night. Calgary hosting the Montreal Alouettes. That's 9.30 Eastern, Saturday in Edmonton as the Eskimos battle the Blue Bombers. Week 15 starts up Friday earlier uh, with the Ottawa Red Blacks hosting the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And that's going to be an interesting matchup, isn't it? Because if Edmonton loses to Winnipeg and Saskatchewan beats Ottawa, all of a sudden the Rough Riders and the Eskimos will be tied at 14 points for third in the West Division. Oh boy, I love this, this time of year. This is, going to be, this is going to be fascinating to watch down the stretch in both divisions as we get ready for the playoffs and eventually the Grey Cup. So we will step aside after the break. TSN.ca Scott Cullen joins me for team power rankings and some CFL fantasy football tips. A lot more coming up here on CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network.
0: This is your
1: inside look at the
0: Canadian Football League. (laughs) CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara on the TSN Radio Network delivered by Domino's. Visit Domino's.ca today. Welcome back to the
1: show. This is CFL Weekly across the TSN Radio Network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get me on Twitter at AndyMC81. In studio with me now, from TSN.ca, it is Mr. Scott Cullen. Scotty, how are you? Great, Andy, how are you? I'm good, and you know what? I I know you'll appreciate this. For Domino's this week, it is 50% off week, Scotty. 50% <laughs> off week. That means I'm almost going to whisper it, because any pizza, any size, any style, menu price when you order online, 50% off. So you can get a double X style. You, you can get whatever size,
2: half off. I think you're going to have to finish this yourself, Andy. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to get some Scott pizza. Scott
1: Cullen is gone to get pizza. All right, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, Scotty, let's... um. I guess for for team power ranking wise, I tease it off the top. Uh, they've won nine in a row. The defense is stifling, and uh, both Levi Mitchell's coming back. So Calgary Stampeder's number one still.
2: Yeah, they stay Yay. number one. Believe it or not. Yeah. And, and, and I almost want to burn the rest of the rankings behind them because no one else is really close. Uh, no. Right the the consistency that the Stampeders have shown makes it makes it very easy. Um, but
1: maybe the Bombers like not for like number the one. The, but yeah, the
2: the Bombers have been they have sort of. Establish themselves as the number two team and, and have been there for a while now, but it's it, you know we've had so many teams that you know have flirted coming up into the two three range and then have kind of fallen back and it's right. um, I don't think you can count on really any of the other teams behind. I think you kind of have Calgary as a clear number one, Winnipeg is pretty comfortable at number two, and then you know from week to week we end up with with different numbers between three and I don't know seven. Yeah, uh, and 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 that almost. You know they're kind of jumbled together, and if you have a good week, well, then you might move up, you know, as high as three. And if you don't have a good week, you might fall down as far as seven. Right. And for the East, like, okay,
1: I'm, I'm assuming once the Ottawa Redblacks get healthy at quarterback, it'll be a
2: different story. Like yep. we saw
1: with the Argonauts when Ricky Ray's out, it's not quite the same. But right now, uh, in yeah, the standings, they're in a rough,
2: rough spot with when you're down to your third string quarterback. Oh and, boy, um, Ryan Lindley not doing it for you? Well, and, and he, yeah, he didn't didn't have a great game, but you know I, I looked at ryan lindley and he's got a little bit of nfl experience not a lot but a little bit and you know i wasn't sure that he would be you know a bad quarterback yeah and and to, to be fair you know he's had a, one start i don't want to uh say that he, he can't become a, a good quarterback but his result his first game result wasn't great so um it makes it tough to kind of have a lot of faith in ottawa while he's the guy right. right like you know i i have lots of faith in Trevor Harris. He's played really well for a couple of seasons now that you know you you can kind of count on what you're getting from him um even Drew tate and, and you know and experience. tate tate has some experience and and, and so the drop off i mean there was a pretty decent drop off from Harris to Tate but it appears there's another drop off yeah. from from Tate down to to Lindley and so you know it it's not unusual really for any of the teams in this league if you lose a starting quarterback for your for your you know rankings or whatever to take a a bit of a hit and and that's kind of what it is with Ottawa, but I think we've seen with Ottawa that you know, if they have Harris at quarterback and they're relatively healthy, you know, they're they're, they're a decent team. They're basically they're better than their record shows.
1: Yeah. Oh, I I'm totally with you. And they again, uh, assuming Harris can get healthy can be and stay healthy, can be a real um, dark horse going into the the postseason. So the Argo six and seven atop of the East. Uh, you look at the BC Lions and Scotty, man, like a close one, battle of the kitty cats out West. It was, uh, and that's the game I picked. I said, Hamilton, if they're going to win a game, they are 0-7 against the West. That was the game they are going to win, and they squeaked it out. But BC, just a complete free fall right now, and they're in the, the bye week.
2: Yeah, well, and, you know, I mean, we've bemoaned the the quarterback play out of mm-hmm. BC for a while, but um, because Jonathan Jennings basically this year's Jonathan Jennings is nothing nothing like no. uh last year's Jonathan Jennings. Uh, now he didn't have a terrible game against uh against Hamilton. I think he passed for three forty five or, or something, but still it's 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 hard to um have a lot of faith when the quarterback play isn't strong. And, right. And, you know, and um it's it's really it's bizarre because at the start of the year, you know, we kind of had them in a in a group with Calgary and Edmonton. As look, those three teams in the West, I those know. are the ones that really look like they've got it together. Yeah. Um, well, it's amazing how things can change. You know, in, in about half a season. Exactly. And now, the one interesting mover
1: is uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats out of the basement, Scotty.
2: Yeah, isn't that isn't that something? Um, oh, and, and it's not as though they're. If you look at their overall season record, that they are terribly impressive. They're still, you know, the, getting outscored by a bunch and getting out gained by yardage by a bunch. But, you know, they've they've started to string some wins together, and uh, poor Montreal has oh, uh, been sinking fast. And, um, you know, <laughs> really says something that you could catch Hamilton for the bottom spot in the rankings, but that's kind of where Montreal... That's impressive. ...Montreal is going, you know. They, <laughs> they've they just been in, in such a, a free fall that uh, they managed to... You know find their way all the way to the bottom which g- given where Hamilton was say a few weeks ago i thought I thought they were pretty comfortably comfortably locked into yeah. the basement but uh <laughs> apparently not we apparently we, not. we found a team that is worse at the moment yes than, um, they've done the impossible. and, and, this, and th- I was gonna say and this you know doesn't reflect terribly well on 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 these teams that you know the that they're kind of getting routed. As regularly as they are, right? You know, it, it's it's one thing to be like Ottawa was at the start of the year. You lose a bunch of close games, and you think, okay, but you know, there's a chance that this is going to turn around for them. And, the and, and, and with there. Hamilton, yeah, and with Hamilton and Montreal, you know, we're not seeing a, a great deal of reason for optimism. I mean, even Hamilton having won these few games, it's not as though they're doing stuff that really is super impressive. I mean, look, Alex Green came in and gave gave Hamilton some nice production out of the backfield last week, and that's something. But you know, I'm I don't have a ton of faith in either of them. No, no, and and you have Hamilton the scoring the fewest points so far in the
1: uh, CFL at two forty one in Montreal. Second, two fifty one, and they're the two yeah. in eighth and ninth. So no surprise there. All right. Uh, so those are the team power rankings. Now, Scotty, how about this? When we said uh, go with the value, go James Wilder Jr. Last week, because Scotty, how often do we see one player goes off randomly for a huge game, then you never hear from him again? Mm-hmm. Happens all the mm-hmm. time. Second week in a row. See, one of the top performers in the week. I could have argued that you give him all three uh, of, yeah. the, of the top three. Yeah. Like James Wilder, I, I spoke about it off the top. That run that he did out of the pistol behind Ricky Ray, where he just, he did everything in one play. He hit the hole, he spun out, he stiff-armed two guys, and somehow he accelerated for 85 yards. It was obscene. Yeah, And yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he is a, a must-start
2: right now. Well, well, yeah, and because basically the pricing hasn't caught up to it. You know his his price is like forty four hundred dollars, something, which is he's 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 gone over two hundred yards from scrimmage in two games in a row. I just like, locked him in, Scotty. Obviously, I just locked him in. <laughs> I'm hitting I'm hitting save on TSN.ca. I, I'd like to get about three James Wilders into yes. my lineup at, at that price. You know that, and so it it's a a funny thing that a guy is basically an afterthought for mm-hmm. half the season or, or a little bit more, um, but you give him an opportunity. And, and and I think the Argos kind of have found out what they have now in James Wilder. And I think, uh, you know, it doesn't make much sense for them to do something other than keep giving him the ball and, you know, kind of like they say in in uh, the rodeo right ride, ride him till he, till he bucks you yeah, yeah you know and, that's right. And wait wait and see till you run into a game where James Wilder isn't productive for you because you've seen the last two weeks when you've decided to give him the ball that uh, the results turn out to be pretty good that's right and some and with the pass heavy offense of Mark Tresman
1: sometimes there's a player that comes along that forces you to change your game plan like you you have you have to get the ball in this guy's hands
2: you have to yeah and well, and i mean credit to Wilder he's also a decent receiver Right yes. is, that, is yep. that they can, yes, they need to make some adjustments and hand the ball to him because you know you got to get him as many touches as, as you can. But they also you know they can use him as a receiver out of the backfield, sure. and, and sure. that's that's. I mean, this is for fantasy purposes. This is how you end up with monster numbers. A guy who can stay on the field, the, the dual threat, all the time, and um, so yes, J- James Wilder is suddenly like a, a locked in starter. Now the the thing is, I I would have to guess that probably ninety percent of uh, people are going to have James Wilder in their lineup yeah. because you can't you can't logically argue otherwise. Like unless you are are banking on him getting hit by a bus or something, right? You know, there's just no way that you you can take this guy who's had, you know, back to back 200 plus yards and and coming at such a price and going against Hamilton. I mean, they're on the road at Hamilton, but still, uh, he's. Uh, not only the best value in the game this week, may, maybe some of the best value in the game all year, all season. Now, where else do you go
1: running back this week, Sky? Like I'm looking, Jerome Messam against Montreal. You know, we just talked about how bad Montreal was because outside of him and Harris, like there's a a lot of question marks and some pricey guys. Like Terrell Sutton's over six thousand. I'm not I'm not touching him. Yeah,
2: if you want if you want a bargain, I'd I'd look and see if Alex Green uh, with Hamilton. Not I mean, look, Toronto D's pretty good, but Alex Green came in and was you know pretty productive for. Uh, um for Hamilton last week. Yeah, you know? got 14 and, points. And, and and you know if you're going to get him in in the in the fantasy this week he he comes at a bargain price in in relation to say Messam or whatever. And, right. and that that allows you to you know spend your money on receivers or quarterbacks or what have you but um you know I I have a hard time like unless you're going to go for one of the real blue chippers like whether it's Messam or or, or Andrew Harris then I I think you're better off looking for value down the board for your second run. Right. And, I mean, you're already getting value in Wilder, but, you know, I, I would much rather, uh, you know, spend 3500 on Alex Green than 6000 on on uh, Tyrell Sutton. Yeah. Just, um, or William Powell, just, Moses Medina. Eh. Just, just to, you know, spend that money on a receiver you feel more comfortable with. And quarterback-wise, last one here, Scotty. Um, we know
1: this season now, put out by the CFL, it will not be Johnny Manziel. He will not be oh. an option. He will not be
2: a fantasy option. I was, hope- I was hoping I could slide him into my life.
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know. It, it came out that uh, our, our own TSN, Dave Naylor, reporting as well. Um, CFL putting out a statement that Johnny Manziel will, uh, th- that they will not certify a contract and that it is, um, it would be at least till next season. That uh, that that comes about from Commissioner Randy Ambrosie. So uh, interesting news there. The door isn't closed permanently on on Johnny, but it sounds like the commissioner says you you approve yourself a little bit longer to him.
2: Yeah. Well, I think you know I don't I don't foresee an NFL team jumping at Johnny no, Manziel. No. Unless he comes up to the CFL and and shows that he can play, and look, he might come to the to the CFL and not get on the field. Right. We've True. seen all kinds of guys who have had college success in the states yeah. who who. Come up here and they get stuck behind, you know, a more proven quarterback or, you know, they just can't adjust to playing the game. And, you know, I don't think there's any guarantee that Johnny Manziel would be good in the CFL. Well, he might no. be. could. But I'm, you know, I, given how his NFL career kind of flamed out, I, you know, I understand you know why NFL teams aren't coming back to to get Johnny Manziel, and and so this is kind of on him. He has to prove himself mm-hmm. and see whether or not that he he can still quarterback at a, at a pro level, even if it's the CFL. Right, and something to keep an eye on doesn't sound like this week, but in upcoming weeks, uh, what the price tag is on Trent Richardson in <laughs>
1: yeah. fantasy, and well, where he goes. That's a that's another NFL guy, high pedigree, a lot of question marks.
2: Well, and, and yeah, and he, and I think think earlier in the in the summer there was talk about. Him coming to the CFL, yeah, but yeah. no, no, he he was holding out for an NFL job. But I mean, his his numbers in the NFL just didn't indicate that they know another that. team was going to come and get him. So, no. and 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 honestly, I'm not sure he fits in a CFL game. Like like James Wilder comes up to the CFL and he's fast and mm-hmm. and can take advantage of the big field. Well, Trent Richardson is not. No, right? He's this power back between the tackles. I really have a hard time seeing him as a success in the CFL. But uh, you know, I'd say. You know, give him a chance, and we'll and we'll, and we'll see. His his
1: trouble was uh, a lot of the time. Scotty was vi- was vision uh, for hitting the hole after right. his rookie year, and. Okay, maybe you get some bigger holes in the c f l yeah. but but certainly it's not going to be at the college level, and he's got a lot of wear and tread on him from his Alabama days like they run their running backs into the ground
2: yeah well that's yeah that's becoming their rep right yeah Is you, yeah, you have these guys who, Don't who, the Bama back. Who, who are who are amazing in college by the time they reach the n f l they're they're cooked uh and so yeah I, i'm I would say the odds are highly against Trent Richardson being a, a, an effective player in the CFL, yeah. but I, I, I also want, I understand any team you know, when you, you start running out of bodies as the season goes along that, hey, we'll give this guy a, give shot a shot and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, Scotty, thank you so much. We'll do it again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Andy. Alright, that's Scott
1: Conn from tsn.ca. You get him on Twitter at TSN tsnscot.com. We'll take the break. A little more Trent Richardson talk. I go to Saskatchewan. Belton Johnson. He's a Riders analyst on radio out there and former CFL and NFL player out in the Saskatchewan, so we'll see what Trent Richardson had to say, what he thinks, how he believes Richardson is going to fit in. Also, I'll give you my game picks coming up. A lot more to go here on CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network. Football season is here, and Domino's has you covered. Hungry? Grab any medium feast pizza for only $10.99 or dive into our delivery and carry out deals at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. We have your complete meal, including delicious side dishes and desserts. Check out our 7 dollars mix-and-match offer that is something for everyone, including two two-topping medium pizzas, mouth-watering pasta, amazing chicken wings, bread sides, and don't forget to try our irresistible marbled cookie brownie. See all this and more at dominoes.ca.
0: You're listening to CFL Weekly with Andy McNamara, delivered by Domino's on the TSN Radio Network. Back to
1: wrap up another edition of a CFL Weekly across the TSN radio networks. I'm Andy McNamara. You can follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. And, guys, again, I'll, I'll remind you. I'll keep reminding you. 50% off Domino's Week, folks, at Domino's.ca. Any menu pizza price you order online, you get 50% off. 50% off all week until October 1st. Perfect. Hey, football games this weekend. Not bad. How about that, huh? Any parties, whatever. 50% off Domino's. Check them out. Domino's.ca. Not going to find a better uh, deal out there anywhere. And uh, and also, I'll be giving away free pizza again. We've had winners from across the country winning free Domino's pizza every week. So all you're going to have to do is look at my pinned tweet Thursday morning at AndyMCD1. Retweet it. Make sure you're following me at AndyMCD1 and at Domino's Canada. Retweet that, and I'll make the draw Thursday night. Who wins the Domino's pizza Prize, And again, you can do it anywhere across Canada. Domino's will get you your vouchers out there. Update on our poll question. With several former NFL players being tied to the CFL, which one would have the most success? Colin Kaepernick, who the Montreal Alouettes were looking into reportedly. Trent Richardson, who did sign with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Johnny Manziel, uh, the commissioner says, well, he won't play this year, but the Ticats could bring him in next year. Or RG3, who earlier in the season was also linked to Hamilton, leading the way so far, Colin Kaepernick about having the most success in the CFL. Second place is RG3, then Johnny, then Trent Richardson. Now, speaking of Richardson, I went out to Saskatchewan. Old friend of mine, Belton Johnson, talked to him with Belton over the last few years several times, and he is he's just a great guy, former NFL and CFL lineman. And He now is the VP of uh, the Alumni Association for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, also an analyst on the Green Zone, a Riders analyst. So I thought, well, let's get inside the head of Belton Johnson. Then after that, I'll give you my game pick. So here we go. Joining me now, he is a three-year NFL veteran, seven-year CFL veteran, and a commentator on the Green Zone for CJME and CKOM in Saskatchewan, VP of the Riders Alumni Association, Mr. Belton Johnson. Belton, it's been a while, my friend. How are you? I'm all
3: right. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And and listen, hey, the Rough Riders making a little bit of noise. It it took a while, but Trent Richardson, it was reported, what, a few weeks back that he he would sign, then he decided not to. Now he is officially in green and white. When you heard that news, what what did you think?
3: When he first, you know, made his attempt to come up, you know, I was thinking, why do the riders need him? At, mm-hmm. at the time, uh, the running back, uh, Marshall, he was doing a good job and everything. And, uh, but now that Marshall's hurt and Kanan LaFrance hasn't quite fulfilled what I think Jones wanted, you know, the, uh, the riders brought in another running back. I can't remember the kid's name, but I think he's cut now. So now. Being that the Riders got beat the way they did by Calgary, which is Jerome Messam running the ball what, about 27 times for 130-some-odd oh. yards, the Riders could have easily won that game had they had a running game. So now I see it Trent Richardson coming as a – it's a necessity. They need him. He needs them. I, I think it goes hand-in-hand, hand and uh, I'd like to see what he has in the tank because uh, again, I played college ball at Ole Miss. He played at Bama, you know, the, you know the SEC ties. So I know what he was like in college, and uh, I'd like to see him back on the field uh, doing what he does best or did best, which is run the ball.
1: Right, and, and Belton, four Richardson, it's all about when guys come up here. We've seen many talented college and NFL players come up and fail in the Canadian Football League because either they don't take it seriously, they can't learn the rules fast enough, or or whatever. He has to have his mind right, and I think you put it very well there that he needs the CFL as much as the Riders need him because ultimately, I don't think it would be a secret, his main goal is to get back to the National Football League. The only way he's going to do that is to prove he can still play, so he's got a heck of an opportunity.
3: He has a great opportunity, and uh, he's made it no secret. You know, he he does want to get back down to the NFL uh you know and what better way than you know coming to the CFL we have seen a number of uh CFL guys uh you know go down to the NFL uh Cameron Wake John Chick went down uh it, I mean it's a ton of guys who else was it uh Jarrell Freeman mm-hmm. you know middle linebacker Right. right now he was a CFL guy so the NFL does watch the cfl they they do pay attention and even when trent richardson signed up here i was on espn yesterday tsn you know all the major sports networks all of them you know announced former nfl running back trent richardson signs with the saskatchewan rough riders everybody's paying attention to it and if he if he does well as i think he should he'll get another chance to go back down south
1: Right, and for for Richardson Belton, it's to me, it's been about in the NFL his vision in the backfield, hitting the hole hard and making the right decision, because we've seen a lot of dancing or him just straight up making the, the wrong decision, and, and we've seen the documentary and all that, that he's had a lot of off the field distractions, mm-hmm. um, with family with money and all that, right, and that, that plays into it, but he's shown at the highest level he can produce, his rookie year, he was banged up, he played with broken ribs and all that, he still went for almost a thousand yards and eleven touchdowns so maybe if he can just get his head around the distractions and say, okay, this is it, if I fail here, I'm done then uh, yeah. maybe he- He can do something.
3: And you know what? Being that he's coming, well, I think uh, the last team he was with was with the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Which is like a thousand miles away from Saskatchewan. (laughs) And he lives in Alabama, so that's even further away. So maybe, you know, I think he has, uh, he's worked out his family issues mm-hmm. from what I heard him say, uh, on the green zone yesterday when we did the interview with him. Maybe this is what he needs to kind of get away a little bit. And let's not forget the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. It's like, uh, a college, uh, town around
1: yeah
3: these people know football that stadium has been filled to capacity each and every week since the season started so I think it'll have that college vibe you know for him and I think he'll fit right in at home around here he's a country boy you know I'm from Mississippi I'm Mm -hmm. a country boy (laughs) I love it up here because of the small town atmosphere and you know I know he's a big family guy and the organizations you know all about the family and everything I think Again, I think it's a perfect mix for them. It's the right weather condition for them
1: former third overall pick by the Cleveland Browns in 2012, so he's been the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, and now it's his chance to build himself back up. From hearing him talking and, and chatting uh, and and just seeing his demeanor and everything, Belton, do you think his mind's right? Like, Do you think it's somebody, because as I said, we've seen guys come up, yeah, yeah, yeah CFL, whatever, and then bust out. I mean, mentally, do you feel he's there? That can
3: only be determined once he's yeah. still split on that field. Uh, yeah. I do hate that they've taken away the, you know, the padded practices. Because, mm. you know, right now, almost. Uh-huh it's no pass, so he's going out there, but right. so the only true evaluation we will see is in a live action game. You know, he is a big body, he's, uh, you know, he has that Jerome Messam type frame, just big, bulky, and quickness. So, right. I, I do hope everything works out for him. Uh, you know, everybody, in my opinion, deserves a second chance, and the opportunity is here for him.
1: Is he supposed to play this Friday, or is he going to take a week to get acclimatized?
3: I believe it'll be a week before yeah, he's yeah. out there, and and, you know, if Jones is, or Coach Jones, if he's smart, I would even maybe go two weeks. Uh, you know, just to get in the playbook, uh, he's been off of football for, you know, a little bit of time here, uh, Richardson has, so you know, give him a little bit of time to kind of get the playbook down and maybe you put him in certain situations or something, uh, right. you know, goal line package or, you know, that's what he does best, run straight ahead. Yeah, and He yeah. has a lot of power behind him.
1: Oh, yeah. And, and maybe get him some confidence then, right? Get him a touchdown, that's, show he can score.
3: That's right. And right. Uh, You know, again, if it's I would hope Jones would do it while it's a home game for the Riders, just so we get that that love and that you know again that college feel, that atmosphere just to see that this is a great place. The CFL is a great game and it'll just go well over with everyone, I believe.
1: Well, next Rough Riders home game, I believe, is Friday October 13th, so we'll see what happens with Trent Richardson before then. Uh, Belton, thank you so much, and I gotta plug your Twitter still from when we spoke all the way back in 2013 for the first (laughs) time. Still the best Twitter handle in the business, at bjizzle56, buddy. Thank you so much.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you very much, Andy, and uh, you have a good one.
1: That was Belton Johnson from the Saskatchewan on Rough Riders Green Zone on the radio out there, and also former pro on Twitter, great follow, great follow, at Jizzle 56 Love that Twitter handle, at Jizzle 56 Okay, uh, a note coming out from Johnny Manziel, where uh, you can get that on the Twitter. Dave Naylor tweeted it out, and it will be on cfl.ca and tsn.ca about the commissioner uh, saying that Manziel will not, be granted a contract for this year, but look towards next year. Menzel coming out and agreeing that, hey, he had positive talks and meetings with Commissioner Ambrosi with the league, um, and that it doesn't make sense for him to join a team with a month left in the season. Trent Richardson did it, but uh, Johnny will get himself ready and hopefully for his sake, get a contract that Ticats hold the rights until November 30 of this year. So very interesting. All right, we'll see. Maybe Johnny seems like He's still passionate about the game. He's a great talker. We'll see if he can actually put it into into action on the field and stay clean and focused off of the field. All right, so let's get to the game picks here, okay? For week 15, this is an interesting week. Saskatchewan into Ottawa, taking on the Rough Riders. Until that quarterback situation is set, I'm going Saskatchewan all the way. They're going to get their seventh win, go above 500, and tie the Edmonton Eskimos for third. That's a little preview to my later on so that kicks off week 15 7 p.m on TSN Friday night late game Friday Montreal to face the Calgary stamp if you think I'm betting against the stamps in any way shape or form you're nuts I don't care if the Montreal let's beat them earlier in this season this is a revenge game and if the stamps were ever going to be complacent at 11 1 and one and the only team to clinch a playoff spot so far this game will get them up they want to put an exclamation point and sponge out that one defeat on their record Montreal it's going down, going down big Friday night, Saturday, Toronto in Hamilton, taking on the 6 6.30 start on TSN. I'll go, I'll go Argos. Hamilton pulling out a nice road win. They'll be at home. And again, another revenge game for the Argonauts. Ricky Ray was in that lineup, that weird Labor Day matchup with lightning and torrential downpours. Argonauts pulled this one out. James Wilder, I want to see what he has. Well, we saw the encore. What for a, a trifecta, what he has to do. So Argos. Over the Ticats, and then the late game Saturday to wrap up Week 15. Winnipeg Blue Bombers into Edmonton to face the Eskimos. Eskimos have lost five in a row. Winnipeg surging at nine and three. I'll take the peg on the road. Matt Nichols balls out. Uh, this this will be, I think, a high scoring game and entertaining and relatively close. But the Bombers pull it out, meaning that Saskatchewan and Edmonton will be tied for third in the West. Wow! You go back ten weeks. Who the heck thought we'd be doing saying that? Oh, anyway, great and busy show. Make sure you stay tuned to CFL.ca and TSN.ca for all your latest CFL news. Follow me on Twitter at AndyMC81. Remember, retweet my pinned tweet Thursday morning with the show link and follow myself at AndyMC81 and at Domino's Canada on Twitter for your chance to win Domino's Pizza. Enjoy the games, folks. You've been listening to CFL Weekly across the TSN radio network.